Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast with our first show of 2024. I'm Chris. How's it going, Nick? It's going. It's going good, mate. Good to be back for the first show of the year with very with only two shows attended uh, last year. So yeah, um, yeah, this is a good start. Start starting as we mean to go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you were here for the last one of 23 and the first one of 24, so that's that. I'll take uh, it. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll take positivity here. moving forward. Yeah. What's been happening then? So, well, I mean, kicking off the new year, new episode, like, how's your the start of your year looking? Start of my year has been good. Like, my day job's been keeping me busy. It's it That's always going to be busy this at the, at the top of the year. So, producer I work with, hopefully some exciting things for him this year. So, been doing stuff for him. Um, and band i'm talking to who i might work with so that's that's all keeping me busy and then and then there's things that obviously we've been talking about doing doing for this show which uh is kind of a work in progress as well so yeah all good what about you yeah i guess much of the same from a work perspective um just trying to crawl through january not doing dry yep. january like 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 yourself but uh <laughs> yeah just uh trying to kind of get the end of the month and then Crack on from there. Got a few gigs lined up actually for the start of February. So hoping to um what are you catching? So we've got the men menzingers on the eighth, eighth of Feb. Nice. So they're in Newcastle. And then I'd I'd hoped the thing is, Menzingers on the eighth and this other gig's on the fourth of Feb. So I mean I'll, I'll need to swing it by the wife and make sure <laughs> we can uh we can make yeah. that work. Yeah, what's um, the other but, gig? Um arm's length, they're playing it. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like a new small venue, beauty schooler uh, supporting them as well. So my brother's going That's along. Cool. So I thought I might might tag along for that one. Um, yeah, actually oh, that'd a be new good. new venue just outside of Newcastle called the Grove, which I've never been to, which had okay. seemed to be doing quite a lot of a lot of kind of alternative pop punk kind of gigs. I don't know. There's obviously a promoter involved there that's putting a a few things on. So keep a check out this this new venue as well, which is outside the town as well so that's that's a good um, gig for beauty school did um excuse me uh, are you have you listened to arm's length one much yeah, yeah a little bit yeah not not a huge amount but my brother my brother said he saw them do you know they've took they've been on like a big tour support before oh yeah yeah and he, i can't remember who it was he saw them with he did tell me but he saw them support and and said that arm's length like stood out like, okay. As, a, as the stronger band on this on this tour, do you know? Yeah, the tour before. I, off the top of my head, no, no idea. No, um, I, uh, I think the first time I ever heard of them was your brother messaged me telling me to check oh, really? them out. Yeah, oh, he's been go. he's been flying their flag for a while actually. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, hoping to get along to that. <laughs> I've got movie life. That movie life gig as well. Kind of March, I think start of March. Yeah, could be. I'm looking forward to so yeah starting starting the year as I mean to go on from a gig perspective anyway um what about you got much lined up no just just menzing is going to like a local showcase thing next Thursday as well but that's more small scale that's just um with with the with the producer I mentioned before him and I going down to that um but yeah I think I think just menzing is at the minute well I tell you what I do fancy I do I do I saw the other day that Green Day were doing their um they're doing their big world tour this year, Saviour Tour. 
but they've announced that they're doing Ducky and I think it's American Idiot in full. For... Is that the tour with Rancid and and well, this is it. Others. I mean, I definitely would definitely would have been on board if if it was the rancid in and the smashing pumpkins and yeah. interrupters on the bill. That but was it. That yeah, yeah. Looks like that's um, looks like that's American dates and randomly the UK dates. Uh, there's four UK dates and it's um, nothing but thieves who are like oh. They're, like a really yeah. synth poppy band. They are. I mean, they're okay, but yeah, that seems yeah. like a waste. I mean, I, I quite then, like a few of their songs, but for a big high profile, like sort of yeah. punk rock support, well, especially, that's a waste. Especially when it's, you know, when the, the US dates are like mega, yeah. mega bands. And then there's uh, another a female band made of Ace. Have you heard of them? Um, like, this is the I'm thing, sure it's really have... weird. You've got America, you got Green Day, who are very kind of, I don't know, like pop punk. You've got nothing but fees, who are like this synth pop band, and then you've got this made of ace band, who are like kind of punk, like old school kind of oi kind of punk kind of style. So right. It's just a really weird, it's a weird strange lineup. mix. Yeah. So, I just, I just like the idea of them playing Dookie kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seeing them do that live, I think that'd be pretty cool. Do you did you hear catch Billy Joe Armstrong on Marin's podcast this week? I didn't. No. Yeah, yeah it was a good, good. It was good. Yeah, good listen. Good listen. Recommend it. Yeah. Nice. I'll maybe check that one out. What about new releases? Actually, on new releases, have you heard the new features? So no, I haven't. I know it came out today, didn't it? And I haven't got around to listen to. Absolutely brilliant. It's such oh, is a it? Good song. It's oh, amazing. Awesome. I will be getting on that as soon as we're done with this yeah i'll go out and say that it's the best song i've heard this year okay in, in the first 18 <laughs> days <laughs> what a big claim yeah it's really oh. it's a really good it's a really good song um it's kind of a bit i would say earlier earlier beecher style really catchy amazing yeah, yeah it's really good I'm yeah sure I... you'll, you'll like that Cool. I look forward to that. I wasn't that keen on the last, the the one with uh, Lana Del Rey, uh, Lana Del Rey that they yeah. released a few months ago. No, you um, like this one. I'm, I'm amazing. Sure of that. Anything on your radar? You got your finger on the pulse of it more than me with newer stuff. Not really. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot that's come out in the first couple of weeks that's really got my attention. Actually, I did. If I'm full disclosure, I did quite like uh, Noah Fintz had a new song, which. Um, I think if you if any any listener likes what Noah Fintz does, I think they'll like it. It's it's uh, that's pretty catchy. It's the best thing I've heard by Noah Fintz called Three Day Headache. Um yeah. so I, I there's a band called 408 who John Feldman's doing loads of stuff with at the minute, and they had a new song. It was okay. It feels it, yeah, it, 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 it feels a bit a bit kind of like AI generated pop punk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just nothing new, right? It doesn't like no. Sounds like a kind of already done before kind of song. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 fine, but I wasn't blown away by it. Alkaline Trio brought a new song. You listen to that? I did a listen to that. Yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah. I forgot. Decent enough. Yeah. It's pretty classic. Like, yeah, that's another. You don't really feel like you're getting anything new from Alkaline Trio, do you, when they bring out new stuff? Like, no. And the album is out at the end of the month, I think, around then. Is it? Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Want to keep an eye on them. Yeah. 
Neck Deep have a new album tomorrow as well. Which oh, really? um, yeah, I'm not the biggest Neck Deep fan, but I'll probably I'll give it a spin, see what it see how it is. Cool. Uh, um, but yeah, that's kind of I think that's kind of it for the minute of my head. Should we uh, get into t- the first interview of 2024, perhaps? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we were joined this time by Anna Zanes, who's the the chief editor for Alternative Press magazine, uh, which was very cool booking for us. Really appreciated Anna joining us. Um, li- little little disclaimer on this: um, she emailed us afterwards because we ask what a favorite record of all time is, and then she emailed afterwards saying, "Thinking about it, it would actually be Cheshire Cat." As in uh, the Blink's first record, which was uh, which was an interesting choice. When was the last time you listened to Cheshire Cat, Nick? Jesus, couldn't tell you. What about you? I just the same. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to give it a spin and see how yeah how it's held up. Yeah, never gone that far back. I think yeah, it's as far back as I've gone. <laughs> really, Dude Ranch? No, I, do, yeah, I, I guess gonna... Dude Ranch, but more recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With that said, uh, here it is. Where about you based, Anna? I'm in Los Angeles. Must be about 9 a.m. for you, is it? Yeah. So forgive me. <laughs> no, I appreciate you joining us so so early in the day for you on a Saturday as well. That's uh Yeah, of yeah. course. Well, we're uh, we're obviously in the UK. Chris is down in London and I'm up in the northeast of England, which which is extremely cold and miserable at the moment. <laughs> um have you been you you spent much time in the UK at all? Yeah, honestly if if I could, I would live in London. That's the place I've really? always wanted to live. Yeah. I used to work in fashion before I was at AP. I've been working in fashion magazines for like a decade. And yeah. so I would always come to London for fashion week. And I spent a bunch of time there. And Any particular favorite areas? I don't know. I just feel like every time I was there, I was working, but I would just like wander around a lot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just like it a lot. And it seems like the music scene is is definitely uh more robust at least like there's more of an underground still or i don't think there is here i suppose london's quite concentrated isn't it with like smaller smaller venues smaller cap venues chris i think i have to come your way a lot of the time down from the northeast to see a lot of kind of this is very true see a lot of bands do you remember i like interviewed pink panthers and she said yeah it's we have a more of an underground but it's it's too gate capped that like nobody even gets to hear most of it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. To be fair, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't come out of that underground. So yeah, that makes sense. So you are you kind of are you from LA originally, or did New York? Did, oh, you from New York? Okay, okay. Were you back in New York for the holidays? I was. It was cold. <laughs> oh yeah, I can imagine. I guess I guess what we kind of usually do with these podcasts is um, kind of talk about early years, kind of where you grew up just a bit about yourself really how you kind of what kind of music you're into you know what's your first exposure to music um so i don't know if you want to kind of do a bit of an intro in terms of growing up in new york um kind of the music and introduction to fashion and things like that to to kick us off totally yeah so um i was born and raised in manhattan and brooklyn in new york um my dad's a musician. There was like a recording studio in our house. So you know, I was like from a very young age uh, surrounded by that. My mom had worked at Rolling Stone and making music videos. And so I was just totally immersed in it. Um, 
And, and so I was like, yeah, so I was all around it, but it was mostly my dad was making folk music. So it was not something um, that I didn't really have that much exposure. And like by being raised by a musician, he was kind of picky about what I listened to. So I wasn't really listening to Spice Girls and Britney Spears. Um, I was listening to Tom Petty and, you know, things like that. Um, And getting like a pretty diverse musical education, which now I'm grateful for. At the time, I was super resentful of. The first first album I ever got with my own money was Outkast, The Love Below, Speaker Box, and I was totally obsessed with Outcast. I started an Outcast cover band. Really? That lasted one rehearsal. Okay. <laughs> and and yeah, the first concert I went to was I begged my dad to take me to see ACDC um, at Madison Square Garden. Okay. And I remember okay. that very vividly. But I think pretty soon after my Outcast phase, when I was in middle school, I I don't even remember how it happened, but I became like I went into, I was in my punk phase and I became totally obsessed with punk, especially UK punk seventies. And uh, I wrote like my middle school thesis paper on the, that like era of punk in the UK. And, um, and then I um, wrote my next paper on, um, on like the skinhead punk movement. I don't know why I was interested in that in fourth grade but I was, and, um, I started shopping, um, on St. Mark's place, uh, at trash and vaudeville. And I was wearing jeans with the bonded straps and eyeliner and all of this. And, um, so that was, that was the next stage for me that I kind of never got out of. I I stuck wearing (laughs) those jeans, but I kind of, I've never left that, that phase. So, so, so that uh, that that kind of early phase you talk about seventies punk. I'm assuming that's you know some of the Clash and mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. But what was like the first kind of current kind of band that really kind of got you at that time? Yeah, um, it was Green Day. Uh, yeah. It was definitely Green Day. Um, and so yeah. that was like a big, I think, a big moment for me. And then I went and saw them um, at the Bowery Ballroom, and I think I'd always had this especially being raised by someone who was showing me all of this, you know, folk music from the thirties and stuff. I didn't always connect music with people necessarily playing it now and being relevant. Like even when I saw ACDC as a kid, they were not what they looked like on the album. Um, Yeah, sure, sure. So when I saw Green Day, that I think kind of like catapulted me into this new dimension of, of music. Um, for sure. Ducky Ducky was my kind of gateway gateway album yeah. when I was like 40, 13, 14. And yeah, kind of it opened up from there, I guess, really. It's funny, I'm, I'm guessing like Blink was another big one for you because I did I did listen to your episode on the um, you know, the the one album wonder thing. You did because you did box boxcar racer on that, didn't you? Yeah, I did, which is my favorite band, which is so weird. It's not even a real band. <laughs> but um yeah, Blink was huge for me. I think all of those, you know, Paramore, Blink, Green Day, that was that was also playing on the radio, which I think was really important for me too. Yeah. Because that's that's what I had in my bedroom. And I did like I definitely felt very different from the people around me who were, you know, listening to top 40, but I 
I kind of liked that at that time. And I think that that's why I was drawn to that music. Um, But yeah, yeah, they were all, they were all massive influences for me. You mentioned that obviously the the, the outcast, the short-lived outcast cover band. Did you, did you kind of, did you have much other experience like being in bands and stuff like growing up? I always wanted to be, but at the same time I was, trying to be really punk and reject everything my parents did. So it's like, okay. I'm not working at a magazine and I'm never going to do anything in a band like my dad. My mom was working in magazines and I ended up doing, you know, kind of a combination of the two. But <laughs> yeah, I was never in a band, but I was always hanging out around bands. I always wanted to be like backstage and hanging out and going to the shows and watching things from side stage. And I wanted to yeah. be in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You say your mum was working in Ro- at Rolling Stone. What what was her role role there? She had worked at Rolling Stone, and then she'd worked at Condé Nast, and she was an art director. And then she went on to make music videos, um, and that was a big part of her career. Lots of uh, yeah exposure for the industry you ended ended up in then. Yeah, definitely. I was just going to say, is there any particular music videos that she worked on that would we'd be aware of that? Standard. Oh yeah, she did um an Iggy Pop video. She did a video for the Smiths. She did oh, okay, quite big time. She's done a lot. She did a lot <laughs> yeah. of them. She did the big Steve Winwood song. Um, there's a lot of cool ones that she did. I don't even know most of them too. Like I haven't even. She's very private about all of it. Okay. She like lives in upstate New York and makes pottery now. So <laughs> okay. talking about your career, I guess, um, and kind of where that kicked off. Tell us a little bit about that, how you started getting to the kind of fashion world, magazines, kind of early, kind of early doors. Yeah, um, I definitely, I thought I wanted to be a photographer. Uh, So I went to art school and then I dropped out almost immediately. Um, And I just wanted to work. Um, And so I started working in galleries and, uh, and then I ended up interning at a magazine. I, I really wanted to work in a magazine, uh, a fashion magazine, um, as like a yeah. photo intern. And yeah. so I literally went to this like magazine stand and I was just opening all the magazines to like the front cover and like cold emailing people. Okay. Um, and this one magazine, Office magazine, um, they responded and they're like, yeah, we're looking for interns. So I showed up and um, I had the intention of being uh, a photo, a photo intern. And, um, and I was doing that and I really loved working there. It was super avant-garde, you know, it was kind of lawless, very indie magazine. So, um, you know, we, we, there's a lot of creative freedom and then, and a super small team, they're all Danish. Um, and one day, this at this time, they only had a print magazine. They didn't have online. One day they said, uh, like, and then they had started the online, but it wasn't like no one was running it. And, and just kind of like in a general meeting, they were like, does anyone want to, you know, be the online editor? And I just like raised my hand. Um, and I didn't have experience doing that at all. But I just wanted to, you know, again, I just like wanted to be in the mix. Yeah, and I was like, I'll just figure it out. I, I, but I, I mean, was it a time as well that not many people did have experience because it was such a new world for the industry? Yeah, totally. 
it was still a time when people were, you know, do we need to do this? Is this, yeah. you know, is this even going to last? I mean, I guess that's still up for debate, but um, yeah. So I started doing that and, and everything kind of clicked for me. I really loved doing that. I loved interviewing people. I loved writing articles. I loved being able to um, like curate the site and, uh, and it was really good for them. Like the magazine after I took yeah. over there online, things really started um, growing and and I had an incredible experience there doing that. I did that for a few years and um, and then I went over and became like, I was working with the, on the print side. And then at the end of my time there, which was around seven years, I was doing, I was the managing editor of the print magazine and running the online. Yeah. And it was an incredible experience. I think I hit a wall with what I wanted to do there and I okay. was getting a little weary of fashion because it's never re necessarily I think it wasn't really what I cared about yeah and I was starting to realize that and I was doing a ton of musician interviews there and that's what I had realized the, the only thing that was really exciting me anymore was oh uh, okay okay yeah yeah the the musician interviews you were doing over there were, was what kind of world were the musicians coming from was it similar to the kind of music that you're covering now or was that, and that was kind of how the transition happened or was it a million miles away uh it was kind of both what okay. so i did i did pink panthers you know I, I mean i did a lot of them but we did pink panthers i did pharrell which was incredible wow um and and i did paramore um which uh it was funny because my boss i guess they don't really they didn't really know paramore in denmark and i was like we should do this was right around mm -hmm. their new album and he was like i don't know them they're not important and i was like no we really should do this cover and it sold out within like 30 seconds <laughs> uh, so, sorry um, when you said the new album was that the do you mean the most recent one was it as recently as yeah that? this oh. is why yeah oh right okay okay and then i left the magazine and i went to a different magazine paper magazine yeah which is a little bit more mix of culture and fashion and then it folded right. and Meanwhile, for the whole for a whole year before that, I'd been getting messages from the Maddens. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so how did how did how did they become aware of you? Josh Madden found me on Instagram. Okay. He saw what Office Magazine was doing, and he's like, "Who's responsible for this?" Oh, uh, um, okay, okay. So he tracked me down, and they were kind of courting me for a job for a while, and right, and then I pulled the trigger, and I I went. Um, yeah. because I mean, I've, I've really like my core goal and at the end of <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> the end of the day, my like goal in life, I want to write biographies about musicians and I want to write books about musicians and music yeah. in the alternative space. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, all the other stuff was getting really tiring and I felt like it was time to just like dive in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you sense that basically jo Josh was kind of giving you an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I love alt press. I've, yeah. I've been reading alt press since I was younger, felt really trippy to be offered that opportunity. Um, I think I was nervous because it was different than what I'd been doing. But yeah. Um, yeah. at the same time, I think I'm probably more proficient in talking about like alternative music than I am about fashion because sure. it aligns more with what I care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And actually, so that's been super freeing and uh, great. So that journey started quite recently then last year, was it? You, you? Yeah, I started almost a year ago. I started with um, in June and then I put out the fall issue and I just put out the winter issue working on the spring issue. So this will be my third issue coming up with AP. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it's funny. I think I was... I was first personally aware of you because you did obviously you did um, the artist friendly podcast sort as the sort of guest interviewer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which, which, which full full great... disclosure, Chris is a huge good Charlotte and Benji and Joel fan. By the way, I mean, uh, I mean, Nick, Nick, Nick's mate. I mean, we both are. To in yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and we. You're just I mean, a bit we... next level than me, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, so we've had Josh on the show before, so you know, we've had. Um, various people mddn and stuff but uh yeah that was that that was a good listen like so i mean how how was that experience to you and i assume you 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 knew them relatively well by that point because obviously with you yeah into all press and and everything i mean i sort of knew them but it wasn't it was the first time i'd been in the room with both of them before oh really okay. um and uh I don't know. I mean, I'm also a really good, good Charlotte fan. I don't talk about it often because I don't want to seem crazy. Um, but that was definitely one of the songs, like the bands that was like playing on the radio that I was super into growing up. Um, right. I thought they were so cool. Yeah. I mean, also because I, they have this big Beastie Boys influence and, you know, yeah. being from New York, like I think there was something that drew me to that. Um, but yeah. They're they're incredible. They're really really smart and they're really kind and they run solid businesses and um, are like really approachable, um, which I didn't expect honestly. Yeah, yeah. Is that I mean, was that just because of their level of fame, or is it just kind of like what their you know their stage personas like, or is it maybe a mixture of both? I mean, I think that like I also was very much exposed via tabloids and stuff like that to them yeah, growing yeah. up. So, you know, it was, you know, they, they were dating all these celebrities and they, you know, they lived this life that's like full of, of high profile people. Um, so that, that was definitely intimidating for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess as well being, you know, you're probably more used to being the interviewer and to actually go into that scenario with those guys being the one interviewed like no, it's, it's vice versa nick was it i thought you yeah said, uh, yeah so uh, someone yeah. someone hasn't listened to that episode <laughs> i haven't no but i guess the one question i did kind of have around that is kind of how do you generally kind of speaking as a, a podcaster who does interviews what's your kind of prep process like going into something like that or so, is it pretty laid back kind of just see how it goes most of the time i'm very laid back and i see how it goes but that doesn't always work out for me. Most of the time it does, but sometimes it really like backfires. Um, because yeah. oh, right. yeah. people, you know, they'll be they can tell. They're like, but I think and overall, most people prefer it to be more conversational. Um yeah. but for that, I don't I think it it always comes to me at the last minute though. Um, and I've always been like that. I do my homework at the last minute, I write my articles at the last minute, I'm like really up at the edge right by deadline. Um and I don't know, I, I kind of like wanted to understand their whole lives um, and how yeah. they got to where they are. 
And I read some interviews with them and I always try not to ask questions in the way that they've been asked before. So that they like to talk. So it was easy um, and they're super smart. So it was, it was great. Yeah. I think that one, I, I think I, I structured it as like different phases of their life being like be like exposure to music, you know, similar to how you're doing now kind of. And then it was yeah. like, yeah. Entrance mm. into it and, you know, what are they doing looking forward? But yeah, I always have a different process for preparing. I think we've we've been kind of, well, it's happened to us, hasn't it, Chris, where we've gone into something really prepared. We've interviewed someone who's been around a long time, been around the game a long time and can almost lead an interview for you. And you're just kind of, yeah. you're just stepping in. But then we've been on the other side where we've interviewed like a new band who hasn't done isn't well adverse to media and interviews and we've like like we've struggled because we haven't prepped enough and we don't have enough to talk about and it's just kind of stumbled along um yeah, yeah. i guess it's just finding that balance isn't it yeah definitely i also think it's like the the main thing that gets in my way is nerves which I don't usually have the one time i've been super nervous was actually fairly recently when i interviewed green day yeah. oh okay because that's yeah. like that's big for me. Yeah. And I also, Billy Joe was like really smart and mm-hmm. really kind of serious. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous. What, did you interview them in the room or was it over a, a, a Zoom? In person. In person. Okay. No okay. hiding. That, yeah. Yeah. Did that make <laughs> yeah. you more, is that more nerve wracking? Do you think? Definitely. And I was wearing, um, I was wearing like a, a band t-shirt from the band X um, and Billy Joe like called it out because X has gone. I haven't been like, I'm not on the like X Facebook now. They've gotten pretty old. I haven't like tapped in, but they're, they've gone pretty like far right. Oh, right. And, okay. yeah. and I was just felt like such an idiot. <laughs> and it, like, I was just like, oh, this is, I'm done for. <laughs> but did you manage? Was, oh, yeah. I was getting probably the same question. Did you know, yeah. did what was the interview like? Did you manage to kind of get through it? Um, yeah, honestly, I mean, it it was good. It was their first interview about the album. And I, I, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I think it became a really good article because I also tend to I can flip things too if the interview is pretty like, you know, gen, like Q&A, which yeah. I think it turned into, um, you know, then it can be more of like a like a cultural anthropology of the band and where they stand and where they've stood. And so I kind of turned it into that, which I think is interesting too, especially when there's anything is around a new album, there's ways to talk about it. That's different than, than the ways other people are talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, yeah. I don't know. Interviewing is it's crazy. I know it, it's a wild ride sometimes. What, um, what do you think of green days of, of their, of that new material? You into it? I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's really great. I think it's, um, it kind of reminds me of all the things they've done put into one album. But yeah, I think it's awesome. And I've seen them live a couple of times playing the new stuff and they're, they're incredible. Yeah. Legends of the game. And um, speaking of legends of the game, Green Day and Good Charlotte, I guess um, I wanted to touch upon briefly. So we were, um, when we were young this year or, or this yeah. or last year, even. Um, yeah. But- I've been there the last two years. Oh, you did both years. Okay. Okay. So I assume you're there like in a work capacity this this year just gone. 
this year I was in a work capacity. The first year I was there, um, just like hanging out. How, how was it this year? Just gone because that that because to be honest, because I mean it looked great both years, but this lineup just gone is like my almost like my perfect lineup. If, if I was picking the dream lineup, like I think we we, we tried to find excuses to go, didn't we, Chris? But we just couldn't, we did. It we couldn't get it. You should have gone. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have anything like that? Oh, you have like slam dunk, right? Is we have. Kind of yeah, slam dunk would be the closest thing, um, which it varies in quality. You know, depends on your taste. It, it it varies each year, but you do get some some pretty strong lineups with that. To be fair, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This year, I honestly didn't get. To, I was bummed. I didn't get to see that much. I was mm. I was like back in the artist camp the whole time, like interviewing artists. So I got to meet everyone on the lineup, but I didn't see. So, sorry to cut in. Was there anyone that you were excited to meet in like who was top of that list for you? I was excited to meet a lot of people. Like you said, it was a great lineup. Um, yeah. I think the teenage girl in me was very excited to meet Tyson Ritter. Um, because <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was my very crush handsome man. in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Um so that was fun. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it was great. I loved meeting the Veronica's. They were fun. I love oh, yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pierce the Veil. I love Vic. He's like the sweetest person in the industry, I think. Really? Yeah. I'm a big Pierce the Veil fan. I love them. Mm. But yeah, it was great. I'm really excited for next year. That one's going to be good. Who would be on? Who would you be your kind of dream, dream lineup or your dream headliner for next year? Well, next year is Mike Hem, which kind of is my dream. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah ne- next that, year is like the a- the album kind of one, isn't it? Everyone's yeah, which, trying to do it. I'm curious how that's. I'm curious how that's gonna, curious how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, it's kind of there's another festival called Riot, like Riot Fest in Chicago that does yeah. a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. And I went to that last this year too. It was cool. It's definitely interesting, but yeah. I think it'll be cool. Talking of um, talking of dream lineups, you talked about kind of what wanting to look at um, musician biography stuff in the mm-hmm. future. What you know, who would who would be on your you know the top of your list to go and do a biography for? Okay, my my dream biography is not. I feel like it's not super expected. Well, first, I would like to write a sequel to Travis Parker's biography. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Which actually that was a fun read, um, but the real one that I would want to do is Anthony Green. I feel like he's been in so many sick bands. He's yeah. got such a crazy story. He's a nice guy. I think that would be a really like fun project to do. So, uh, have you met both him and Travis? Then I actually haven't met Travis, okay. uh, but I've I've met Anthony Green a bunch of times. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to meet Travis. Yeah, another another legend of the game. Just kind of talking a little bit more about alternative press. Then, obviously, been around for what, like thirty odd, thirty plus years, must be even more. I think it'll be yeah. forty years in twenty twenty five. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Chris and I kind of both had you know had Prince back back in the day over here. We had Kerrang as well, which was a mm-hmm. had stacks of Kerrang under our beds. Like we, I mean, I, I'm in my late thirties. Chris is early forties. Kind of. What does what does alternative press look like kind of behind the scenes a little bit now? I don't know if you can give us a little bit of insight in terms of what the setup is, what you know, the size of it in terms of employees and kind of like a bit of bit of a fly on the wall. Yeah. Um it's definitely a super, super small team. Um and 
it's just like a, a couple of us and um, we're in this kind of, uh, we're like sister magazines now with Revolver and Brooklyn Vegan. Okay. Um, so we have this kind of cool editorial round table where I will bounce stuff off of the, the Revolver editor-in-chief or the Brooklyn Vegan editor-in-chief. And we all kind of follow different genres and that's been really fun and uh, supportive. Um, but the internal team at AP is really small. Um, okay. so I'm kind of, I'm used to working in indie, indie magazines. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, right now I'm putting together spring. We're trying to get all of our digital content ready for this month and next month. And, you know, it's pretty nonstop. Um, we're trying to like activate it a ton of festivals this year, similarly to how I did it when we were young. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a really big year. How, how long's like, um, J Josh and that like kind of run the scene to AP? Cause from my knowledge, it was always that, that Mike Shea guy. And then I don't know when he kind of stepped away and, do you know, like when Josh and, um, the Madden's kind of stepped in and do you know when that I, transition I, happened? I want to say three years. Yeah, that sounds about like right. Three okay. years. I mean, the legacy of AP is so impressive. I mean, I have all these like digitized copies of the early issues and there's, yeah, you know, before it was even leaning into pop punk when it was Oasis and, yeah. you know, Bad Brains and all these wild Nirvana, you know, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like, I feel like it started leaning into pop punk. It was really the early 2000s. It kind of made that sort of uh, pivot. Yeah, it's interesting because Revolver, which is a heavy metal magazine now, like also mm -hmm. their first cover was The Doors um, back right, in, right. I think, the 80s. So I think towards the early 2000s, because of financial reasons and like the decline of print with the yeah. birth of the internet, like a lot of people were trying to lean into niches to have like a solid audience that could carry them through it. I was just going to just kind of latching onto the whole kind of the print versus digital and what that looks like. And I guess fashion still very much exists in the, the print world. And you've come from that world kind of what's, what's your view in terms of kind of how a magazine, I guess, balances that now and how it kind of sees things in the future in terms of is, does print still have a place in the music magazine world like well what's your kind of view in terms of how ap other magazines are kind of what's their mindset in terms of the outlook of the industry now and what it might look like in another 10 years time 20 years time yeah i mean i i would like to say that i think print will always have a place um especially because i do think that the music industry and music media is so carried by fandom and I think that yeah. fans like to have tangible things they can collect, whether it's merch or posters or magazines. Um, so I'm holding on to that hope. Um, and I think that I also think there's a place for digital magazines. Um, and that's that's definitely something that like we're thinking about, like as a company. Um, but I think I print. I think print will always have a place. Yeah, real quick, just going back to the, the kind of content of alt press and what it covers, because, you know, I mentioned, obviously, early 2000s, it kind of pivoted to, like, emo pop punk and stuff. And then I feel, 
I'm assuming this kind of came with the jo- Josh and, and his brothers coming in. Like, I feel like obviously it still largely covers that kind of music, but at the same time, it's, it's really broadened the genres that it covers. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And like, it's, it's really leaning into everything that's falls under alternative is going to get a coverage. And like, do you, do you feel that's really kind of benefited the kind of um, branding of alt press and like what, how it's seen by everyone? Like the way, the reason I'm saying this is like, I, there's that YouTuber Finn McKenty. I sort of like made a video on alt press probably around the time that, that, that the transition mm-hmm. happened. And he was just talking about how it was, it was a bit, it was dying a little bit and it was just covering the same old emo pop punk yeah. and like, and almost exactly about the time that video was coming out, like I felt that video was dated very quickly because I was like, oh, no, I think all press is consciously changing again a little bit. Is that something that, yeah. that you're you're aware of at the, you must be conscious of it at, at the, at the magazine. Yeah. I mean, that was also kind of what like my, I had to be allowed to do that even more than it was already happening. I think the magazine okay. took like such great steps forward in that. Yeah. But that was something that was really important to me as well. I love pop punk music. And I love emo music. Yeah. And I also think that in order to move forward, the look of that genre as it was yes. is not representative of what people look like in the world. Um, and like music media is like having this like reckoning right now where they have yeah. to like, you know, there's a lot of other publications. Um, we're all like kind of grappling with stuff. So I think it's important to represent other genres. It's important to represent women, people who look different, you know. It's, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like have it be more diverse. And that's something that while also like I did the last issue was Green Day. So like mm-hmm. I always represent like, you know, the old AP so there's Green Day, but there's also 070 Shake, who's in like more of a hip hop space. And yeah. Arlo Parks is more of an indie musician, but it all falls under alternative. Yeah. No, I think I think it's come out really well the way you guys have done that. And you know, I think that's a big reason of why the magazine is or, or the publication is so uh, relevant still, you know. That's what we're aiming for. So I, I guess maybe looking forward into 2024, what's, and I appreciate you probably can't give away any exclusives or anything like that, but what does kind of your year look like so far? And, you know, what does AP's year look like in terms of things coming our way? Or can you not say anything? I don't know if I can say what, like any actual subjects, but we have some really big, exciting covers coming this year. Um, I think continuing to lean in all of those different directions. We're going to be at more festivals with activations. And I also, we're also going to be start doing like collector's issues again. So it'll be like a special issue about one band. Yep. So those are really like serving the fans and um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming. It's going to be exciting. Is is there anything music wise that's kind of on your watch list for 2024? Any 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 new artists or records coming out from artists that we already know? Perhaps like is there anything that you're you would recommend? The way I listen to music is kind of 
I don't know, like insane. I don't, I feel like I find one song I like and I just listen to it on the loop till I can never listen to it again. <laughs> what, what's that um, current, what's that song currently for you? Um, that song currently for me, it's like not even a new song, but it's a song off of Anthony Green's solo album. Okay. Okay. It's called Don't Dance. It's really good. And so I'm kind of like in a post-hardcore phase. But speaking of which, there is a band that I'm obsessed with, Folly Group from the UK, post-hardcore band. They're really, really good. What did you say they're called, sorry? Folly Group. Folly Group. Do you know them, Nick? No. They're great. Okay. I also just, I listen to a lot of hardcore music. So, you know... There's this band Buggin that I really love that I recommend. Spiritual Cramp, another band oh, that yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had an album recently, didn't they? That's very so very good. good. Yeah, very good. So yeah. good. I, this other like a kind of girl group that I also think is UK. Hot Wax. Um, oh yeah, I know of them. I, uh, yeah, I haven't heard this. They're really cute. There's a lot. I'm I'm. I think it's going to be a good year for music. Um, I think more will be revealed, but those are kind of the things I'm listening to. I, I mean, I listen to a lot of new music, but I also just like my comfort zone is this music that I have always loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I suppose uh, to some of that music as well, kind of come to you via the magazine as well, right? So you kind of mm-hmm. almost kind of, you know, rather you don't have to go looking as much really because it kind of comes to oh, you. Yeah. It's all um, in my inbox. Yeah. <laughs> How how does your inbox look, by the way? Now now that you've got this position at AP, is are you getting are people hassling you a lot, or is it you know is it? Manageable? I have four forty five hundred unread emails. Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you've always you you've always been very quick about getting back to me organizing this, so I that makes me appreciate that. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. They're mostly press releases. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really try and listen to it as much as I can. And I, I have gotten so much new music that I would definitely would not have gotten otherwise. Yeah. Um, This way and gone to shows of bands that I don't know and like figured out about things that way. This, I went and saw Dora Jar um, last year and there was an oh she her opener was this kid Sam Austin's, um, okay. who is insane, so incredible, and Sam we Austin. put him in the last issue. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Sounds kind of like Blood Orange. Um. But yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm, I mean, I'm doing exactly what my teenage self would have wanted me to be doing. Have you got any um any shows lined up? Kind of immediate, like in the more immediate future. Um, I was actually looking last night. Uh, I think I'm going to see Alice Glass next week with the help. Who's a, that's a friend of mine's band. Nice. What about last year? Kind of, you said we we when we were young, you weren't able to actually see anyone. What kind of what stood out for you as a show last year, or like any any bands you saw? Yeah. Well, I did see. The only thing I saw when we were young is I saw the last part of the the um sets every day so i saw offspring green day and blink blink i could see a thousand times i saw them on their tour and then i saw them at when we were young twice <laughs> so that i mean that's like always a highlight for me i saw them uh on on this most recent so i went out to denmark and i did one of the london shows yeah it was great 
it's so good. It just, it's yeah. like. Yeah. And I, I think because, I mean, they're clearly like using backing tracks and stuff that they didn't really used to do. And it, it helps with the live show. And, you know, yeah. I think, it's a good show. Not? It is a good show. Yeah. yeah. yeah, It's a great show. And then by the time I saw them at one, when we were young and they, that was the night that they put out their new album, mm. the show had gotten even better, even though it was festival set which is crazy and um yeah i just i mean i love blink so that is always fun for me um it's, and i love tom i'm like a big yeah. a big tom fan it's been a special year hasn't it for them all like come back together and yeah 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 tom would also be an interview i would love to do or a book i would love to write but i think he's too smart for me i would just all of that the talk about Science. I don't know if I could keep up. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you could do it. Yeah, nah, it would be a good one. I reckon we could. We probably wrap this up in a, in a sec. Um, but yeah. really appreciate you giving us giving yeah, us this time on, on on the morning for you. Um, I get, uh, we we tend to finish with just like some sort of general sort of quick fire questions. So I guess cool. we could uh, fire some of them at you, and then then uh, yeah, we can can wrap this up i'll I'll start us off uh favorite tv show favorite place to eat in la this restaurant called joy in eagle rock what what kind of restaurant is that taiwanese oh taiwanese nice nice right um what's the best live show you've ever seen yes favorite record record of all time i I appreciate that's probably a tough question (laughs) yeah that's so hard and i think the answer changes all the time but um wow Oh, I don't know. Uh, honestly, if I had to answer that right now, it would be the the Postal Service album, Give Up. Oh, okay. And final one, favorite Madden brother. No, I'm just kidding. That's not really one of my <laughs> questions. Uh, I think... Uh... J- Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh. <laughs> No, I think uh, I, yeah, we can leave it there. Um, Anna, it's been it's been really cool to talk to you. Like we, yeah, you too. Obviously, we know you have a very busy job, so it's usually appreciated. yeah. Appreciate your time. 